Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to Your American Retirement with your host, Randy Sams. Get set for a full hour of financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. Randy works hard each day to educate Americans like you on how to reach the financial freedom they've worked so hard for, and he can help you too. So now, let's start the show. Here is your host, Randy Sams. Hey, welcome Central Arkansas to Your American Retirement with Randy Sams, President and CEO, SMMG Financial. Thank you for joining us today, 101.1 FM, The Answer, where Little Rock comes to talk. Folks, again, I want to welcome you to the show. Hopefully, you're having a fantastic Saturday. The weather's getting a little bit cooler here in Arkansas. Where's We are at at Your American Retirement, SMMG Financial. Folks, we've had a lot of people leave comments. We've had a lot of people kind of give us suggestions. They like the way the show is going. You know, our show is more, we're focused on education. Uh, we want our clients to understand what they're about to enter into called this thing called retirement. Leave us a message. Go to youramericanretirement.com. Leave us a message. Leave me your contact information. I'm not going to inundate you with, with emails. I don't work that way, but I'd love to be able to speak to you. Kind of hear some of your comments. Also go to the youramericanretirement.com podcast on YouTube or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, or you can go to 866-990- 7664. Give us a call. Leave us a message. Leave us a voicemail. Give us your information, contact information, and we'll be glad to reach out and speak to you, answer any questions that you may have about the shows that we have coming on. Give us a thumbs up on the podcast. We love to know that there are folks that are not only listening to us on the radio, but also going to the website. If you miss uh, one of the segments, one of the shows, one of the recordings that we do, you can go to youramericanretirement.com, look on previous shows, click on that link, and you can listen to any and all of the shows that we've got uh, recorded. So folks, again, Randy Sams, SMMG Financial President and CEO, thank you for joining us. Here at Your American Retirement, we are focused on addressing the major financial issues facing retirees and pre-retirees in America today by helping people understand and prepare for a secure retirement, not a risky retirement. Folks, we want to remove that word, that four-letter word, risk, R-I-S-K, and that's what we do at Your American Retirement, SMMG Financial. So folks, we've got a great show planned for you today. I'm glad you joined in. Uh, first of all, we're going to start covering, uh, we're going to go back over uh, Medicare. A lot of folks that don't understand what Medicare is, what the parts A, B, C, and D are. And also right now, we are in the midst of AEP, which started October 15th and will run through December 7th. And a lot of folks are not, they do not quite understand what they can and cannot do during AEP. So we're going to cover AEP, Medicare, parts A, BCD in the first segment here. And then the second, third, and fourth segment, we're going to talk about something that everybody needs to know, especially if you're getting close to retirement. If you're 60, 61, or about to turn 62, this is something that we ought to be sitting down and discussing. It's going to be called your social security options, what you can and what you should do based on what your objectives are. But hey, I'd like to welcome in the show today, our producer, Mr. Jim. Jim, thank you for joining us. Jim's going to give us a, a, some few tidbits. He's going to give us the quote of the week, and then we'll start the show. Thanks for joining, Jim. Hey, Randy, thank you again. I really enjoyed our talk and our show last week, but you mentioned that word risk. That is a four-letter word, and it's a word that a lot of times isn't all that pleasant. 
when it comes to what we discuss on a weekly basis. R I S K S S R I S K risk. I spelled it right that time. <laughs> and now for some financial wisdom, it's time for the quote of the week. Let's get to our quote of the week, Randy. This is from Arthur Godfrey. His quote, I'm proud to pay taxes in the United States. The only thing is, I could be just as proud for half the money. Pretty good quote from Arthur Godfrey. I like that. That's funny. I like old Arthur Godfrey. Yeah. I, I, this is the first time uh, when I was looking up this quote this week, first time I actually heard of Arthur Godfrey. I looked him up and he had pretty, um, he had some good quotes, some pretty esteemed quotes and some good financial wisdom, I think, in my opinion. Well, he was, uh, you know, he was an American radio and television broadcaster and entertainer. I think his nickname was what? The old redhead? Is that what yep. they called him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They've got that. Well, thank you for the quote of the week or quote of the week. We appreciate that. Hey, folks. Uh, just a quick reminder here in Arkansas, uh, remember uh, Tuesday, November 8th, 2022 is uh, is election day. So go out and do your patriotic duty, folks. Um, go out and vote. If, if you like the current situation that you find yourself in, uh, then you know what you should vote. If you like to see different changes, if you want to see the changes in the economy, you want to see changes in the gas prices, then you should know exactly who and what you should be voting for. But folks, anyway, early voting is open right now. When you listen to this show, uh, we're recording this show on Tuesday, October 25th. But when you listen to it, folks, you have early voting. Early voting is open in Arkansas. Uh, right up until the Monday before Election Day, which is November the 8th, 2022. So folks, go out and do your duty and cast that vote. Uh, it's your American patriotic duty. So, hey, folks, again, like we said early in the show, we're going to finish out segment one, uh, talking about Medicare, talking about Part A, Part B, C, and D. And we're going to talk about AEP, what you can do during AEP if you have a Medicare Advantage program or if you have a prescription drug plan. But folks, this is very important. You got to realize one of the things that we do at SMMG Financial, your American retirement, is we sit down with folks. And like I said earlier, we like to educate our clients. We want you to make smart decisions. We want you to understand what the ramifications might be from making a decision without being educated. You know, there's a lot of folks out there that don't understand Medicare. I get questions all the time. What Medicare A, what Medicare B does? What is this C? What is Part D? Do I have to have this? Can I not take this? So, folks, we're going to spend a little bit of time on each show between now and December 7th, which is the end of AEP enrollment period. So the first segments, we're going to talk about Medicare. We're going to talk about what Medicare A, B, C, and D is. And then we're going to also go over uh, what the AEP period will allow you to do if you have a Medicare Advantage or, like I said earlier, a prescription drug plan. So, folks, first of all, we're going to talk about original Medicare. Uh, original Medicare refers to Medicare Part A and Part B, which is managed by the federal government. People can see any doctor that accepts Medicare. Medicare assignment and the government program pays a significant portion of the cost. So folks, I like to refer to Medicare and I don't take this as gospel, but it works similar to what your old 80-20 plans. Uh, there's not a lot of 80-20 health plans out there today. A lot of them I see are 60-40, some of them are 70-30, paying higher premiums. You might be able to have an 80-20 plan. But if you look at Medicare Part A and Part B, that's basically an 80-20 plan. So if you go into hospital and all you have is Medicare Part A and Part B, you're going to be looking at about 20 
20% being responsible for 20% of that bill. So there are ways that uh, we can help you uh, take care of that 20% and we'll discuss those in just a little bit. But late, let's go over Medicare Part A. Medicare Part A is basically hospital insurance. It covers inpatient care in a hospital, skilled nursing facility, although not custodial or long-term care. Part A also helps pay for hospice care and some home health care. Uh, Part A does have a deductible of $1,556 in 2022. That's going to increase to $1,600 in 2023. And there are also coinsurance, uh, which means the patient pays a portion of the bill. So most people that are eligible for Medicare Part A, uh, they do not pay premiums because they or their spouse have paid Medicare taxes for at least 10 years. If you have questions on how you qualify for that, you give us a call 866-990-7664. We'll be glad to explain it. Medicare Part B, medical insurance. Medicare Part B uh, covers doctor's visits and other medically necessary services and supplies. That includes preventative services or health care to prevent illness, as well as ambulance services, durable medical equipment, mental health coverage, and a few types of outpatient prescription drugs. So Medicare Part B requires a monthly premium. And in 2022, your monthly premium has been $170.10 per month. In 2023, that is going to decrease to $164.90 per month. Again, in 2023, Uh, single people with an adjusted gross income of over $91,000, that jumps up to $97,000. And married couples filing jointly with uh, adjusted gross incomes of over $182,000 in 2022 and $194,000 in 2023 are going to pay slightly higher premiums. Medicare Part B also has a deductible of $233 currently in 2022, and that's going to jump down, excuse me, it's going to fall down to to $226 in 2023. So again, after you pay these, you typically pay 20% of Medicare approved amount of services for services and supplies. Medicare Advantage or what's known as Medicare Part C. Uh, A lot of y'all here ask me, what is Medicare Part C? Well, that is Medicare Advantage. Medicare Advantage is a type of health plan offered by private insurance companies that provides the benefits of Part A and Part B and often Part D prescription drug coverage as well. Uh, The majority of the Medicare Advantage plans that I market here in Arkansas and some of the surrounding states, they all include a prescription drug plan. So they're known as Medicare Advantage prescription drug plan. But you must continue to pay your Part B premium. So your Part B premium is not going to go away even if you take a Medicare Advantage plan. Uh, They're separate premium to pay for the insurer. And however, a Medicare Advantage plans are offered at zero premiums to the insurance. There are several Medicare Advantage plans out there today that have a zero premium for you as far as this is the plan that you have. Uh, Also, we refer to these Medicare Advantage plans as bundle plans because they have additional coverage, uh, providing some costs for benefits for vision care, hearing, and dental care. Unlike Medicare, your original Medicare Part A, B standalone, uh, there are no out-of-pocket expenses for Medicare. I mean, it shouldn't be said. There's no out-of-pocket limits for expenses on if you just have Medicare Part A and Part B. But with Medicare Advantage, you do have a maximum out-of-pocket. Right now, it's around $7,550, depending on the plan that you have. But in 2023, that could and will increase to $8,300 again in 2023. And the majority of your Medicare plans are HMOs and PPOs. So folks, that'll give you a little bit of information. Let me cover very quickly what you can do during AEP. You can change from Medicare Advantage from original Medicare. You can change from original Medicare to a Medicare Advantage plan, change from a Medicare Advantage plan back to original Medicare, switch from one Medicare Advantage plan to another Medicare Advantage plan, switch from a Medicare plan that doesn't offer drug coverage to a Medicare Advantage plan that offers drug coverage. 
Now, folks, I'm going to stop right there because we're about to take a break. I'll finish up with the, the last few points here. But thanks for joining us. We're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. This part of today's show, Your American Retirement, is available wherever you listen to podcasts and online at youramericanretirement.com. Hey, welcome back, folks. Again, my name is Randy Sams, President and CEO, SMMG Financial. You're listening to Your American Retirement on 101.1 FM, The Answer. I want to welcome you back to segment two of the show. So, folks, I'm going to run back very quickly. Uh, got kind of long-winded in segment one, but I want to go over very quickly what you can do during AEP. Number one, you can change from original Medicare to a Medicare Advantage plan. You can change from Medicare Advantage plan back to original Medicare. You can switch from one Medicare Advantage plan to another Medicare Advantage plan. You can switch from a Medicare Advantage plan that doesn't offer drug coverage to a Medicare Advantage plan that offers drug coverage. Switch from a Medicare Advantage plan that offers drug coverage to a Medicare Advantage plan that doesn't offer drug coverage. You can join a Medicare drug plan if you don't have one, or you can switch from one Medicare drug plan to another Medicare drug plan. You can drop your Medicare drug coverage completely. So folks, I know that's a lot to think about. Uh, If you have questions, give us a call 866-990-7664. I'd be glad to cover uh, what you can do during AEP and in more detail if you're interested. And uh, if you want to, we can set up a consultation and go over your what you currently have as far as your coverage goes. So folks, that covers Medicare. Well, I want you to be educated on what Medicare is all about, what Part A, what Part B does and does not do, what it will cover and what it will not cover. Then also for those of you who have Medicare Advantage or a prescription drug plan, what you can do during AEP. So folks, we're going straight into the next part of the show. We're going to talk about Social Security and why is Social Security and when you take Social Security so important, okay? Social Security benefits should be a vital part of your retirement planning. We believe that at SMMG Financial, your American retirement. Folks, it's going to make a difference uh, when you choose to start, whether you choose to delay uh, what amounts you're going to be getting uh, sent to you through Social Security benefits. Uh, But you should be looking at this. You should be having um, consultations. Again, that's why we have youramericanretirement.com. You leave us the information. We'd be glad to meet with you. For those of you who are getting close to retirement, those of you who are getting close to age 62, or if you've already delayed taking Social Security benefits and you're about to have your full retirement age, uh, we'd love to sit down with you and kind of discuss what your options might be. But folks, the reason why I focus on Social Security and why it's such an important part, and it should be a certain, uh, a very important part of your retirement planning is just as an example, Mass Mutual partnered with PSB Research to poll older adults on their understanding of Social Security. So folks, there were 1,500 people who took part in the online poll between April 4th and April 7th. Now get this, only 6% of those 1,500 people correctly answered 12 or more of the true or false questions. I'm going to ask those true false questions uh, and you're going to see how you do. Only 6% correctly answered 12 or more of the true and false questions. So, Jim, what's crazy here is 65% of the people received a failing score on the quiz or barely passed, highlighting the lack of knowledge concerning the ins and outs of Social Security. So, Jim, you can see why here at SMMG, your American retirement, why we believe it's vitally important to understand your Social Security options. Uh, Know your options before the time comes for you to take that benefit. You agree with that, Jim? 
hundred percent that's 65 and brings back memories of my my trigonometry tests in high school <laughs> <laughs> yeah i understand i wish i was I never a gonna... trigonometry kind of guy randy you know what i'm saying well, i can't even uh, you know it's be hard for me to spell it right now much less uh, actually uh, do the do the gazentas <laughs> as jethro Bodin used to say okay but Jim, here here's the question so folks I, I want you to listen to this listen to these 13 questions and give yourself a grade these are the 13 questions that were posed to 1500 people and they concern social security benefits they're true or false so it's not it's not a multiple choice it's true or false number one in most cases if i take benefits before my full retirement age they will be reduced for early filing that is true number two if i am receiving benefits before my full retirement age and continue to work my benefits might be reduced based on how much i make that also is true if I have a spouse, he or she can receive benefits from my record, even if he or she has no individual earnings history. That is true. If I have a spouse and he or she passes away, I will receive both my full benefit and my deceased spouse's full benefit. That's false. You will receive the higher of the two. Number five. Generally, if I am in a same-sex marriage, there are different eligibility requirements when it comes to Social Security retirement benefits. That would be false. Number six, the money that comes out of my paycheck for Social Security goes into a specific account for me and remains there, earning interest until I begin to receive Social Security benefits. That's false. Under current law, Social Security benefits could be reduced by 20% or more for everyone by 2035. That is true. Number eight, if I file for retirement benefits and have dependent children aged 18 or younger, they also may qualify for social security benefits. That is true. Number nine, if I get divorced, I might be able to collect social security benefits based on my ex-spouse's social security earnings history. That is true. Now they do have a they do have a time limit uh, as far and when I say a time limit, you have to be married for a certain period of time uh, before you can actually collect Social Security benefits uh, from your ex spouses. Okay, but that is true. If you get divorced, you can collect Social Security benefits based on ex spouses Social Security earnings history. Number ten, current Social Security law. Full retirement age is 65 no matter when you were born. So under current Social Security law, full retirement age is 65 no matter when you were born. That is false. We'll cover that in just a little bit. Okay, 65 used to be everybody's retirement age, but now your FRA, your full retirement age, uh, is going to change based on the uh, year you were born. Number 11, Jim, if I delay taking Social Security benefits past the age of 70, I will continue to get delayed retirement credit increases each year I wait. That's false. Number 12, Social Security retirement benefits are subject to income tax, just like withdrawals from a traditional IRA account. That ain't true. That is false. All right. I almost said that matches number 11. That's false. Number 13, I must be a U.S. citizen to collect Social Security retirement benefits. That's false, all right? So you can see 10, 11, and 12, and 13, those are all false. So folks, the final three questions that were posed 
on this survey were the most challenging to the respondents. Number 13 gave the most difficult. 75% uh, of the people responded incorrectly when asked whether a person needs to be a citizen to collect Social Security retirement benefits. This is the answer. Non-citizens can in fact qualify for Social Security retirement benefits provided they are in the country legally, they are authorized to work in the U.S., and they have earned enough work credits over the course of their careers. Number 12, question number 12 was also difficult. More than half the respondents um, got this one wrong. They thought the Social Security retirement benefits are subject to income tax like withdrawals from a traditional individual IRA account or retirement account. In reality, only a portion of a person's benefits are potentially taxable. All money that, that is withdrawn from an IRA is subject to income tax, but only a portion of your Social Security benefits might be taxable. Give you an example. An individual tax filer may pay taxes up to 50% of the Social Security benefits if their total income is between $25,000 and $34,000. If their total income exceeds 34,000, up to 85% of their social security benefits may be subject to income taxes. For those of you who are married or joint filers, you may see up to 50% of your benefits taxed. If your combined income is between 32,000 and 44,000, uh, for couples whose total income exceeds 44,000, 85% of your benefits may be taxed. Okay, so people think that uh, social security if you take your Social Security, that it's uh, not going to be taxed, uh, depending on what your income might be. And again, folks, it's based on your income, earned income. And you can see what it would be for your total, if you're joint filers, that's your combined income for both husband and wife. Number 11, over half, just over half the participants in the poll incorrectly responded to the question asking whether delaying benefits past age 70 increases a person's eventual benefit. So folks, what happens is this. Uh, it's true if you delay your benefits beyond your full retirement age, could be 66, could be 66 and a half, could be 67. But if you delay taking your benefits past your full retirement age, this will boost your eventual payments. Benefits will stop increasing though, once a person reaches age 70. So there's really no benefit on not starting to take your Social Security benefits, monthly benefits uh, past age 70. OK, so folks, that that'll tell you again, 65 percent of the people that heard those same 13 questions, they either had a failing score on the quiz or they barely passed. So that's why we at SMMG Financial, your American retirement. That's why we're focused on uh, helping you to understand and to prepare for that secure retirement. We want you to understand and prepare. Uh, for Social Security benefits. When is going to be the best time for us to look at uh, taking a benefit? We need to sit down with yourself if you're married yourself and your spouse, significant other, and let's let's go through. I have a Social Security checklist and I have a Social Security work or worksheet uh, that we can put information on and that will help you decide. So that's why we're going to focus on the next couple of segments here, folks. We're going to focus on Social Security, making choices, maximizing your benefits. So folks, understanding Social Security options. Social Security was never intended to replace the full amount of a retiree's previous income. It does provide a significant portion for many 
It is their only source of guaranteed income. So listen to that again. Social Security benefits provides a significant portion and for many, many, it is the only source of guaranteed income in retirement. So do you know what your expected benefit will, level will be? Uh, do you know when you should file for benefits or what choices you can make to maximize what you will receive? So folks, listen to this. Again, focus on that. Significant portion of people out there today that are in retirement, 65 and over, re rely on Social Security as their only source of income. This is what we're looking at. Social Security makes up 50% or more of total retirement. If for married couples right now, Social Security makes up 50% or more of total retirement income. Married couples right now today, 50% of married couples rely 50% of their income on a monthly basis comes in from Social Security. Individuals, folks, these are single folks out there in the in, in today that are retired, 65 and over. Those individuals, 70% of those individuals rely on Social Security as 50% or more of their benefit. Social Security makes up 90% or more of total retirement income for married couples. 21% of married couples, 65 and over, 90% or more of their total retirement income, they are, they're relying on Social Security only. For individuals, 45% of individuals, 65 and over, re re require or but 90% of their retirement income comes only from Social Security. So folks, that's why at SMMG, at SMMG Financial, your American retirement, we believe and preach, you do not retire wisely based on assets. You retire based on guaranteed life income. You retire wisely based on guaranteed lifetime income. Again, as Jim and I said earlier, call us. We want to reduce, we want to eliminate that risk. So Jim, what comments that you have, man? You may take us out of this segment. It, it, you know what? If I may, Randy, you're a stud. You are so good at what you do and disseminating all of this information. And if anybody missed any of today's show or any of this information, very easy to listen back. All you have to do is subscribe to the podcast. We've got a lot more to come on Your American Retirement today, but a catalog of past episodes is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So again, if you missed anything, don't worry. You can listen back to today's show on multiple podcast platforms and listen back to previous episodes as well. We will continue with understanding your Social Security options. We'll touch on those next. Your American Retirement 101.1, The Answer, where Little Rock comes to talk. We're back after this. Remember, all of Randy and Kale's listeners receive a free financial consultation just for listening to the show. Visit youramericanretirement.com to learn more and schedule an appointment. Thanks for listening to Your American Retirement and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, folks, welcome back to Your American Retirement. I am Randy Sams, President and CEO, SMMG Financial. I want to welcome you back to 101.1 FM, The Answer, where Little Rock comes to talk. Again, your American retirement. Folks, we're going to pick up where I left off in segment two. 
uh, hopefully we'll get through it. We're going to go through quite quite a bit of information. I may not get finished on today's show, but uh, Jim has assured me that we will pick up where we left off and finish some of the other topics because I've got four topics I want to talk to you about. These are the things that you need to consider. Folks, this is what we do at SMMG Financial. You understand that what we focus on is getting our people prepared for a secure retirement, not a risk of retirement. And the only way we can do that for you is to educate and to help you understand what your options are. And when it comes to Social Security, making choices and maximizing benefits to me is one of the most important decisions that you or your spouse, both of you need to sit down and discuss with a financial advisor and get this right because you may be stuck with this decision for the rest of your life. All right. So what we're going to look at today, deciding when and how to claim Social Security benefits is one of the most important decisions that retirees will ever make. So to make the most of Social Security, consider taking the following steps. Now, folks, we're going to take each one of these separately, but I'm going to go over all four of them with you right now just to if you want to write them down, but we'll cover each one separately, um, probably in segment, this next segment, segment three and segment four. And again, we may not be able to get finished with them, but here, number one, consider taking the following steps. Number one, choose the best time to file. Number two, decide how long to work. Number three, know your options. Number four, consider the big picture. Those are the four things that I think you and your spouse and anyone who's listening to the show, you need to consider before making that decision on when I'm going to turn on my social security benefits. So number one, topic number one, choose the best time to file. If you want to maximize your social security benefit, deciding on the right time to claim benefits is critical. Folks, you have three options. Option number one, you can file early. You can claim benefits as early as age 62, but you will receive a permanently reduced benefit up to 30% less than if you waited until your full retirement age, depending on how early you file. Basically, between the age of 62 and the age of whatever your full retirement age is, and I'll go over a couple of them very quickly with you here uh, in this segment, but if you take it at age 62 versus, let's say, 62 and a half, then your benefits are going to be reduced by 30% you will receive smaller benefits over a longer period of time. So that's something to think about, okay? Some people, when I spoke to them, uh, they wanted to take a benefit at age 62 because they felt like that, hey, my full retirement age is 67. That gives me a five-year head start, all right? Well, we're going to talk about that, uh, if that's going to be the best decision for you. And it might well be, um, but we'll talk about that. Next option is your full retirement age. You can file at full retirement age, known as FRA. Depending on your birth year, your full retirement age could be anywhere between 66 and 67. Uh, if you were born between 1943 and 1954, uh, your full retirement age is 66. If you were born like myself in 1957, your full retirement age is 66 and six months. If you were born 1960 or later, your full retirement age presently is age 67. There's plenty, there are different ages different starting points in between those ages, but I wanted to hit those to you. So if you're 60, if you were born in 1960 or later, your full retirement age is 67, all right? That is the age that you will be eligible for your full benefit amount. Social Security Administration refers to this amount, your full benefit amount as your primary insurance amount, PIA. The third option is file later than FRA. For each year you wait past FRA benefit, 
you will increase your benefit by 8%. The benefit stops increasing at age 70. If you remember in one of the true false questions we had earlier in segment two, um, you remember that that was one of the questions and a lot of people failed that. So if you're age 70, you've got, you've reached your maximum, you've reached your peak PIA. In other words, your benefit will not get any higher. So there's no incentive to delay filing beyond that point by waiting, you lock in a permanently higher benefit amount although you will receive it over fewer years. So folks, here's what you have to look at. To be eligible for, for your Social Security retirement benefits, uh, you have to be working, you have had to have been working and pay Social Security taxes. So you earn up to four credits per year and you must earn 40 credits over 10 years to qualify for benefits. In 2022, you earn one credit for each $1,510 worth of earnings. You become eligible for Social Security retirement benefits by working and paying Social Security taxes. All right. So, folks, here's something that I, we're going to cover this in a little detail here. I can't go uh, very deep into this, but a lot of folks ask me, well, Randy, what's the benefit of filing early? What's the benefit of waiting? All right. So what I always want to do, folks, we want to figure out when, when is your break even point? What I mean by break even point is this. If you delay taking benefits and wait for a higher payout, in other words, you wait from age 62 to age 66, all right? So you're waiting for that higher payout. At what point will you catch up or break even? And from that point, earn more benefits for the remainder of your life. Or if you took early benefit, you make less from that point on, all right? So what I mean by that is, as an example, <clears throat> Let's give it an example of someone who is age 66, that is their full retirement benefit. And let's say they, they if they waited till their full retirement age of 66, they would get $1,000 a month, all right? Versus someone who started their retirement at age 62, they took their social security benefit at age 62. Their benefit is, uh, if it would have waited to age 66, would have been a thousand, but they started at age 62, means their benefit is going to be reduced to $750, all right, by 25% less. $750 per month, basically, if you do your math, is $9,000 a year. $1,000 a month is $12,000 a year. So here's where your break-even point comes in, and you can calculate this very quickly. So if I started at age 62, and my full retirement age was 66, that gives me what, four years? All right. So that gives me four years of $9,000. So you do your math. What does that work, work out to? Is that $36,000? So over that four-year period, you've gotten $36,000 sent to you from Social Security versus someone who waited to their full retirement age of 66, and they start out at $1,000. But at what point in time does that person who waited to age 66 to get that $1,000, do they actually break even with you and they start making more money? Well, here's the simple math. How much more is 12,000 than 9,000? That's 3,000, right? 3,000 a year more. So how many years at 3,000 a year does it take to make up 36,000? 12 years, right? Simple math. Jethro Bodine doing his Gozentos, all right? 3,000 a year times 12 is 36,000. So if someone started at age 66 making $1,000 a year versus someone who started at 62 making 700, I mean, $12,000 a year, $1,000 a month, someone making 750 a month at age 62 or 9,000. After 12 years, they've caught up 
And that's their break-even point. At age six, at age 78, that person has now made just as much money as they would have if they were started at age 62. But here's the point. From that point on, guess what? That person who waited to age 66, they're going to be making $3,000 more every year than the person who took that benefit at age 62. So does that make sense? Again, that's your decision. And again, you have to, you have to live that full 12-year period at that $1,000 a month or $12,000 a year to hit that break-even point. So that's one of the decisions that you that you have to be involved in that we have to be to discuss. We have to have a discussion on folks is you're expecting to live how long? OK, for myself, my, my father passed away at age 94 in a in 2020. He was age 94 when he passed away. My lovely mother, she is uh, 88. Uh, don't tell her I told you that, but she's 88. So for me. I feel like that I have longevity in my family, in my genes. Okay. Uh, so hopefully I'll be around for quite a while. So for me, 78, uh, it, it would make more sense for me to wait because if I live to be 88 or 94 or 95, like my dad, uh, I would be losing money at age 78 every, every month from that point in time. Okay. And then just think folks, that person at age 66, if they would have waited to age 70, their benefit would have jumped up to $1,320 a month or $15,840 per year. So folks, that's, that, that is the impact of, uh, of waiting. If you can afford to wait, you can, you can secure the highest benefit by filing after your full retirement age with the maximum benefit amount at age 70. Okay. So that's going to be what we want to talk to you about. We want to talk to you about when is going to be your break-even point. Well, is it going to be smarter for you to take it at age 62, or would it be smarter to wait to age 66, or would it even be better to wait to age 70? So impact of waiting, folks. We at SMMG Financial, we can help you analyze your uh, personal situation, uh, see what makes the most sense for you. Here are a few reasons you might consider filing for benefits early rather than waiting. Number one, to live comfortably without your social security benefit, you would either have to keep working longer or take more money out of a tax advantage retirement savings, your 401k or your IRA. Number two, your spouse earns more and is still working. So we'll cover that in just a little bit. Number three, you have health issues that create greater medical expenses and or possibly a shorter life expectancy. So folks, longevity is one of the factors that we wanna consider when we're talking to you about whether or not you should turn on your Social Security benefits at age 62, 66, or age 70, all right? So this is something that your decision is going to have an impact, folks. This is an almost irreversible decision. Choosing when to file for benefits is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. And for most people, uh, this decision is, is one that lasts for the rest of your lives. However, there are two limited options available that allow you to change your filing choices. Folks, I'm not going to go into detail on these. I'm just going to give you their choices. Uh, you can request a do-over. So if you file early within that, uh, you have a 12-month period uh, to cancel and withdraw that uh, filing, that request, uh, but you have to pay everything back that you've been paid to that point in time. All right. You can suspend your benefits. 
Uh, if you've not reached your full retirement age, but are not yet 70, you can choose to suspend benefits and uh, in, to increase your benefit amount. So in other words, if you started taking it now, then you decided you didn't want to take it, you can suspend the benefits until a later age, uh, and then they will provide uh, you know, an updated amount uh, during that period of time that you suspend it. But you got to be aware, uh, exercising those options will affect anyone else who received benefits based on your earnings history and may also affect how you pay Medicare premiums, all right? So that, folks, is going to be what you need to do, impact of waiting, all right? So choose the best time to file. Number two, decide how long to work. You may not be planning to retire when you reach retirement age. A growing number of people are continuing to work, whether by staying in the same job or what? retiring and starting maybe their own business, working uh, uh, part-time. Whatever you decide to do, you need to be aware of how earned income will affect your Social Security benefits if you file before you stop working. All right, folks, now I'm gonna cover earned income and then we're gonna complete this in uh, segment four. But earned income, only earned income affects a potential reduction of benefits before full retirement age. Earned income includes wages, bonuses, commissions, and vacation pay. Earned income does not include pensions, annuities, investment income, interest, or any government veterans or military retirement benefits. All right. So Jim, when we're talking to clients, we all fully understand that it's, that it's important. One of the things that you have to consider is how long do I want to work? Do I want to take Social Security benefits at age 62 and stop working? Do I want to take Social Security benefits at age 62 and maybe take a part-time job? But folks, we're going to finish up uh, deciding on how long to work. We're going to cover some of the uh, amounts that you can and cannot uh, make without getting taxed. But again, this is uh, segment three. Thank you for listening. Randy Sams, Your American Retirement. Go to youramericanretirement.com. Love to hear from you. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. When this old world gets me down And there's no love to be found I close my eyes and soon I find I'm in a playground in my mind where the tears... 101.1, The Answer, where Little Rock comes to talk. Welcome back to Your American Retirement. Great job today, Randy. We covered really an abundance of information throughout today's show. And if you missed any part of today's program, subscribe to the podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, and be sure to join us every Saturday at 1 p.m. right here on 101.1 The Answer. And hey, don't forget to utilize your opportunity for a free consultation with Randy by calling 866-990-7664 or by logging on to youramericanretirement.com. Key points today that we discussed Medicare, Medicare parts A, B, C, and D, election day. Don't forget to vote. And of course, we talked about what to do during the annual enrollment period, but also Social Security benefits, a vital part of your retirement. Understanding, Randy, what your options are and really how long you need to work. That's true, Jim. That's what we're going to cover on topic two. Folks, we probably aren't going to have enough to cover topic three or topic four. But again, Jim and I have discussed and, and we're going to pick that up on, a, on our next show. Plenty of information. I just want to cover it in, in a little more detail. 
than just skimming over. So again, in the last segment of today's show, we're talking about deciding how long to work. All right. So something that you need to plan for in retirement is a growing number of people are continuing to work. They're working past retirement age. They may stay at their current job. They may start something new. They may uh, shift to a part-time job. I know several folks, again, my mom, who is 88 years old, she still works three days a week, keeps her active. Or there's a lot of folks out there, they've been wanting to start their own business. They start their own business. But remember, whatever you decide to do in your retirement, whether you want to work or whether you want to fully retire and play golf, tennis, you need to be aware of how the earned income will affect your Social Security benefits if you file before you stop working. And again, I've just explained what earned income is. That includes your wages, your bonuses, your commissions, and vacation pay. So folks, if you start taking Social Security under your full retirement age, so anywhere between 62 and say 66 and a half, depending on what your full retirement age might be, if you claim benefits early and continue to work, there is an annual earnings limit of $19,560 in 2022. For every $2 you earn over that limit, your Social Security benefits will be reduced by $1. At your full retirement age, in the year you reach your full retirement age, the earnings limit is higher higher in 2022, it's $51,960. During that year, for every $3 you earn over the limit, your benefits will be reduced by $1. This reduction applies to income earned up to the month before your birthday, not the entire year. So, so see, a lot of folks that i talk to, they get confused about that. So let's use me for example. My full retirement age is 66 and a half. My birthday is in March. So what this is basically stating. So if you're in the same situation I am, uh, you were born in 1957 and your full retirement age is 66 and a half. And depending on when your birthday is, they don't look at the full year. They look at the months before your birthday. All right. That's what it says. The reduction applies to income earned up to the month before your birthday. So up to the month before your birthday, if you earned more than $51,960 in 2022, your benefit will be reduced. Again, if you earn $3 over that amount, your benefit will reduce, be reduced by $1. Once you hit your full retirement age, folks, you reach your full retirement age, your earnings will no longer reduce your benefits. That doesn't mean they won't be taxed. It just means your benefits won't be reduced. So in addition, any benefits withheld due to the earnings before your full retirement age is not lost. The SSA, Social Security Administration, will recalculate your benefit to give credit for amounts previously withheld. So if you started your Social Security benefits at an age younger than your full retirement age, uh, anything that they withheld during that period of time uh, will be recalculated and your benefit to give credit for that. So that basically gives you an idea. So how do you decide? A lot of folks ask, how do I decide? Whether you keep working or not is a personal decision that will depend on your lifestyle, your financial situation, and your retirement goals. Here are some factors that you might consider, folks. This is something that we do. Again, like I mentioned earlier in the show, I've got a social security worksheet and I've got a social security checklist. Be glad to get it to you. If you'll go to youramericanretirement.com, leave me a message, leave me how I get in contact with you, either by email or telephone. Glad to get that information to you, get those worksheets to you, or you can call me at 866-990-7664. Leave me your contact information. And again, I'll get that worksheet and that checklist to you ASAP. How do you decide? It might be beneficial to continue working. Remember, the benefit formula uses the highest 35 years of your earnings. If you don't have 35 years of earnings, or if you're earning more at normal retirement age than ever before, 
those earnings will serve to increase your benefit amount. So if you're already receiving benefits, the SSA will automatically recalculate your benefit amount and pay you the increase that is due. So if you're still working and you're receiving your Social Security benefits, remember, they're going to take the highest 35 years of earnings. So if you're still working and you're still making a great salary, what you make this year, next year, or many years in the future, they're going to use that as, a, as your calculation. So your benefit could increase depending on that. If you claim benefits early and continue working, your benefits will be reduced by certain amounts of earned income, but only temporarily. You will reclaim any benefits withheld once you reach full retirement age. If continuing to work allows you to delay filing for benefits, that will boost your permanent benefit amount. So if you continue to work, it allows you to delay. Again, remember the break-even point that we discussed, taking your benefit at age 62 versus 66 or versus age 70. What's that break-even point? How far out in the distance is it for you? Is it wise for you to continue to work? and maybe be able to make more money on a monthly basis and annual basis from your Social Security benefits. Now, let's talk about something that's very important just very quickly, taxation of those benefits. Again, we spoke about if you're going to be working, you take early below your full retirement age. You can understand that your benefits would be reduced, but now we want to talk about taxation of your benefits. So if Social Security is your only source of income, the majority of you guys will not owe any taxes because you fall under the, the limits that you can make, uh, that you receive. However, most people have other sources of income. They continue to work. They took a part-time job. They started a business. They have retirement accounts. They have wages. They have a pension. They have withdrawals from IRAs, annuities, investment income, municipal bonds, and then you have to add half of your benefits. So this is going to give you an example, folks, what we're looking at. If you're making 32000 again, you have to take all your retirement income, your wages, your pension, withdrawals from IRAs, investment income, anything that you have coming in, folks, and then add half of your Social Security benefit. What is your your Social Security benefit. If you're making $12,000 a year, half of that is what? $6,000. So here's what happens. If the total that you add those up and it, it's greater than $32,000 for joint or $25,000 for single, the amount of your benefit that is taxable is up to 50% of those benefits. Once again, you take all your wages, your pension, withdrawals, everything that you've got coming in, and you take half of your Social Security benefit, 44000 joint, 34000 single, your benefits, Social Security benefits will be taxable up to 85%. Depending on what you have coming in every year on your Social Security benefits, depending on if you're working, what other sources of uh, income or revenue you may have, those Social Security benefits could be taxed up to 85%. Folks, here's what we do. I've worked with a lot of folks that they realize that they want to delay taking Social Security. They may not want to work. Let's use that example that I, I gave earlier. You've got someone who is at age 62, they want to take those benefits or they're thinking about taking those benefits and those benefits add up to 9000 a year. But they love to wait to age 66 where they could get that extra 3000 a year or $12,000 a year. So what we do is we can work with you depending on what funds that you may have available. We can take a portion of your funds and we would put them into what I call a gap annuity. It's an annuity because we're going to use an annuity to fill that gap between age 62 and age 66. So here's what we're looking at. Between age of 62 and 66, 9000 versus 12 thousand that's three thousand dollars nine thousand dollars so that's thirty six thousand so what kind of a vehicle can I use for you as a client to be able to cover that same thirty six thousand during that four-year period folks we can do it with an annuity we can do it what I refer to
refer to as a SPIA, S-P-I-A, Single Premium Immediate Annuity. And we'll set it for a five-year payout. We'll start it at age 61 and it'll end at age 66. But what that will do is that will bridge or that'll take that gap between age 62 and age 66. You'll get the same amount of money from that annuity payout over that five-year period. And then at age 66, guess what you do? That annuity payment goes away, but your Social Security payment is now $1,000 a month versus $750. That's $12,000 a year versus $9,000 a year. But folks, we've got two more topics to cover. We're not going to cover them in, in today's show. But number three topic, number three is know your options. Number four is consider the big picture. So Jim, my producer, I think we've covered quite a bit of information. It's This Week in History. On This Week in History, in 1965, the historical St. Louis Gateway Arch is completed. The structure costs less than $15 million to build and is designed to withstand both earthquakes and high winds. Have you ever been, first of all, two points, have you ever been to the St. Louis Gateway Arch and with inflation where it is today, do you think it would cost more than $15 million? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, let me answer that. I was going to tell you, um, um, I guess it was several years back in my previous life, um, I was doing a um, kind of a training session and we were in St. Louis. And uh, one of the uh, I guess, excursions that we had for the folks that attended is we actually took a trip to the St. Louis Arch. Now, you kind of look at it, Jim, and you look at, man, how does an elevator go up? Because it's it's an arch. Right. Elevators right. usually go straight up. They don't go at an angle. All right. So what happens is when you stand in line, they open up this door on the side of the arch and it's like you're getting into, uh, I don't know, you've seen those, have you seen those like when UPS or FedEx, when they're loading their planes, you know, like yeah. what they put yeah. the packages in? like one of those cargo packages, uh, that's what you get inside. And then they shut you up and then they raise you up and then the next person gets in. And then it's like a it's like a roller coaster. You kind of hear that chugga, 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 chugga. And you're making your way up to the top and then they let you out. And you see, you know, they have the windows, the observation towers that you can look out over St. Louis. But it was kind of scary at first. And then you have to get back in the same container and go down the other side. But yeah, 15 million back in what? 18, uh, back in when? 1965? I'd hate to think what it would, what it would cost. Just materials, labor, inflation that we've been talking about, Jim. It's just, it's crazy. But yeah, the St. Louis Arch is always something that when I flew into St. Louis, you always knew you were good because you got to see that arch. You, you came over, you flew over the Mississippi coming into the St. Louis airport. And that was one of the first things that I saw the Mississippi and then the St. Louis Arch. And we knew we were about to, about to land in St. Louis. Folks, thank you for listening in today's show. Again, my name is Randy Sams, president, SMMG Financial. Your American Retirement, folks, go to youramericanretirement.com. Leave us a message. Give us some comments. Give us a thumbs up on the uh, podcast that you can you can watch, you can listen to. Uh, leave us a message again, 866-990-7664. Again, again, Randy Sams, Your American Retirement, 101 FM, The Answer, where Little Rock comes to talk. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Your American Retirement. You deserve to work with licensed financial insurance experts who can offer sound strategies for protecting and growing your hard-earned money. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit youramericanretirement.com today. That's youramericanretirement.com. 
Not affiliated with the United States government. Randy Sams does not offer tax, legal, or investment advice. Consult with your tax advisor or attorney regarding specific situations. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice. These opinions are not intended as investment advice, nor do they predict future performance of any product. All information provided is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation or warranty as to the accuracy of any statement. This information is intended to be educational in nature and does not provide a guarantee or a specific result. All copyrights and trademarks are the property of their respective owners. AmeriLife assumes no responsibility or liability for the content of this message. The information contained herein is provided on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, timeliness, or of the results obtained from the use of this information.